Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Grown Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Leo with an I, once again joined by the best co-host from the West Coast, Bishop with a B. Today we're ringing in the New Year Strong 2019 with our very first guest. His name is Sam Kemp. He is an event coordinator for IlluminateIowaska.com. Now if you guys are not familiar with Ayahuasca, this is going to be an eye-opening episode for you. The very first time I heard about it was about two years ago. It's something that I believe is going to be a part of my path, part of my journey, whatever you want to call it. But I'm um, definitely taking a trip down to Peru to partake in the ceremony. Now, um, if you give it a chance, just listen. Um, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. And once again, I want to thank everybody for 2018. It was a great 2018. I'm hoping for an even greater 2019 where all the listens are coming from. I have no idea, but from the bottom of my heart, I want to say I really appreciate you guys for uh, giving me the motivation. And I hope I'm able to be a motivation and a light in your life as well. And I continue to, I'm going to continue to be that. Uh, for the 2019 and the years to come so uh thanks again and let's give a round of applause sam kemp sorry brother hey sam how's it going again good man sorry about that it's a bummer no i know i know bishop you there yeah i'm here i'm here I'm not going to let it get me down, man. Um, what we're going to do is here we go. We're going to go on faith, and this is going to make this happen. Uh, once again, everybody, tune, thank you for tuning in for Grown Faith Podcast. Um, we are welcoming, hopefully, this time the connections have been wrong, but his name is Sam Kemp. He is a guy that uh, takes people on ayahuasca trips to Peru. And just want to say uh, welcome him with open arms and uh, give him a round of applause. Uh, Sam Kemp, how are you doing? Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hopefully the connection stays. So <laughs> I really appreciate it, man. This has been uh yeah, I know. Um, but uh, no, let's get this started. I, I think people want to um, kind of I lost for words now, but um, uh, ayahuasca. Uh, one, one thing I was starting off with is uh, the technical term. What I found out it was saying it was an entheogenic plant, uh, psychoactive plant that um, induces any type of aimed at development. Now, that's the technical term, but I want you to give people a more in-depth of what ayahuasca is to you and to the people that you introduce it to. Okay, so ayahuasca, like, I don't, what, what does entheogen mean exactly? Do you know by chance? It just, yeah, it says it's a psychoactive, psychoactive substance. Right, okay, I know what psychoactive means. <laughs> so, okay. I, mm-hmm. so, so ayahuasca is two different plants. So there's the ayahuasca vine. It's like the cappy something vine. It's just a vine that like wraps around trees. And um, I think it kills them over time. Oh, but, really? but yeah, it's called the, it's the ayahuasca vine, but the ayahuasca vine alone doesn't get you high or it doesn't, it doesn't take you on a spiritual journey or whatever. Um, there's another plant called the tracuna plant and the tracuna plant has DMT in it, dimethyltryptamine. And that's, that's the psychoactive part of all of this. And so how it works is you combine the cappy vine and the chacuna plant together and, and you like cook them together. And, mm. and so once you cook them together somehow, and before I get farther, when you eat the chacuna plant by itself, even though it has DMT in it, it, it doesn't go active in your stomach. It, like it disables somewhere along the way. Mm. But when you combine the ayahuasca vine with the chacuna plant, the DMT goes active, like the ayahuasca somehow activates the DMT. So, so, um, you know, and then you have a spiritual trip. And one thing that's really interesting about it is ayahuasca, the vine alone, it, it's just kind of a cleanse. It, it can purge you. It can make you puke. And 
you know, go to the bathroom. But, but when it's combined with DMT, I kind of look at it almost like it becomes less of a physical or it's still a physical cleanse, but it also becomes a mental cleanse because you're having the psychoactive trip, but you're also doing combination with the ayahuasca in there. And it's like a cleanse. It's like cleansing out your mind in a way. And, Mm. and, uh, you can have some powerful experiences on it. There's a lot, there's a lot to clean in our minds and in our bodies that, you know, we build up a lot of stuff, especially with the, how we live nowadays. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, I did see that online that they, they mix two different plants to, to get it together. And one of the things that I, what I wanted to know was like, how did the natives or like, do you ever talk to the natives? Like, how did they know who taught them this process? And, you know, um, how did this come about? That's a good question. I mean, that that's a huge thing that people talk about all the time is like, how did how did somebody figure this out? You know, like the natives, I think the natives say that the, that the plants taught them, you know, it's like, they learn from the plants. I don't exactly know what they mean by that. But it, it's a good question, really. Like, how do you figure that out? Like, how do you figure out how to combine this thing that makes you puke with this other thing? Like, who's trying that out? You know, it's like, who knows how that happened? But the idea is it they you know, some, some spiritual, um, being or something taught them. That's what they, that's what like the, a lot of the shamans say, like we have a shaman that comes from the Shapibo tribe to our retreats and, you know, it's something he talks about sometimes. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's really interesting, man. It's something that's very unknown. It's like, how did, how did that come about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, no, Sam, just as far as, you know, you taking people uh, to experience this, this had to have a profound effect on you. Um, I imagine when you when you tried it at some point, um, what got you started? And basically for yourself, what made you go forward? And then also then after that, what made you want to say, you know what, I want to expose other people to this or assist them in being exposed to this? Well, honestly, man, my first ayahuasca retreat in Peru was in January. So, like mm. I, so I've been for, yeah, I have i did it for a year i've been doing it for about a year now and um i when i went down to peru in july i went out to this retreat and i met this guy named victor and victor he's just like a a really powerful human in my opinion i really um and he was telling me about how he puts on private retreats like he owns the the retreat center that that i went to for the retreat even though it was put on by somebody else and so i became friends with him and so we started setting up retreats wow yeah, and that, that's kind of how I got into it. And, and um, you know, it, it was at first more for like a selfish reason. I just wanted to go back out and I wanted to, you know, work on myself more. And, and then it just kind of just started becoming this thing where like, you know, I, you know, we can, we can have up to 12 people on this thing. And, you know, so I started like recruiting people on the internet and, and I started getting all these messages from people, you know, like, talking about like they, they feel called to this and and they talk about like the things they want to work on. And it's like, man, there's a lot, there's a lot of meaning to doing this kind of thing. And, and going out to the jungle adds on to it. You know, it's like, you can do ayahuasca retreats here in, in the, the USA, if you can find the right people. But when you go out to the jungle, you know, it's like the lungs of the world out there. It's like, it's like the ultimate place to connect with nature. And, and then you're doing, like you know ayahuasca and, and some people consider that like nature's way of communicating with us it's almost like you're 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 going out there to be on this heightened level that you can't really get anywhere else so i, I i've been finding a lot of meaning in it as i go mm-hmm. no i saw that you like you disconnect from like pretty much the outside world there's no connection to wi-fi 
So people yeah. that are going out there, you're not you're not going to be able to check your YouTube channel. So I think people need to be aware that this is a full immersion into the jungle, into into the past, I guess you would say. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's something I really, you know, like to uh, put out there, you know, when I'm promoting this retreat is like, yeah, we're not going to have any phone service. There's not going to there's no electricity besides a generator, you know, to you know cook food and stuff and have some light once in a while. But and you're pretty much outside the entire time. Like even when you're sleeping, like everything's, there's no like glass, there's no windows. You're not inside. Oh. Like, mm. every, everything's mosquito net. So you're, you're basically literally outside for, it's a nine day retreat. You're outside for literally nine days straight. Like how often does that happen? You know what? But, yeah. but you're also comfortable to a degree. Like at least when you're a mos- your mosquito net, you know, it's warm enough to where you only need a sheet and your body mm-hmm. can keep warm. You know, it, I mean, the jungle's, Again, it's it's the perfect place for growth. So, wow. Okay. Well, uh, well, that's, now, that's... No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But now, one thing I was going with when you said the the Shipibo tribe, uh, the Shipibo. When I looked them up, Elias, who was the shaman, is he still the yeah. shaman that leads the 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 ceremony? Yep, he's still the shaman that comes out. He's uh, you know, my friend Victor that that hosts these retreats. He you know, he's, he's lived, he's lived out in Aikidos for 15 years and, and Alias is, you know, his, his favorite shaman by far. And I experienced him last time we went out and he, he was really well, he was really good. We he even helped us like, he even helped us like make our own ayahuasca and experience that, you know, there's, there's something, a little, something spiritual about that, like being able to make your own brew and then experience it. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, Alias has been, uh, he's been shamaning since he was eight. You know, I, th- I think he's like in his 50s or 60s right now, you know, in the, the Shipibo tribe, you know, they, they've been doing ayahuasca for thousands of years and wow. pass it down from generation to generation. Well, it has to be, there definitely has to be a sense of uh, some ancient feeling out there when you're in the midst of that and amidst the people who have been doing it for that long. And of course, I'm sure it's ingrained into the fabric of their identity as a people by this point. That's a good, um, that, that, that reminds me of like uh, my last trip out there uh, during, during one of our ceremonies when I was like kind of in the realm of ayahuasca, like I could, you know, the shamans are singing their Icaros, which is like a song they sing and it kind of guides you. And, and before the retreat start, they, um, they you, you talk to them and, and you get, you like tell them kind of what you're, what you're trying to get out of this and then and then you're supposed to let it go and but they they try and like guide you during ceremony they'll go around from each person and they'll, they'll sing their icaros to them and try and you know send them the way that the person's looking to go and and, the, and what, what's crazy about it is the shamans drink they drink a little bit of ayahuasca every ceremony so so you know they're they're kind of in the same realm as you and and when you're like yeah when you're when you're in this deep crazy world and they're singing to you like and you, like i thought about it during the last ceremony i was like like wow these guys are in this world like five times a week <laughs> it's, an intense, it's an intense experience i mean iowa you know i've had a lot of different ayahuasca trips like they're not all they're you know they're all a little different from each other the, the most recent one i had you could compare it to like you guys know avatar like with the blue people uh-huh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you know they, they have like their tail they have like their um ponytails and you can like connect them to trees and stuff and they like connect with like the animal or the tree or, mm-hmm. or one of my favorite of my, movies what one of my favorite movies i love that movie 
Dude, like ever since my last ayahuasca experience, like I like almost cried like five times during that. Movie. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it really, I, to me, that movie really relates to like what this retreat's like. Like, like we get so disconnected from nature, you know, and 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 this avatar, you know, this avatar dude, he like he be, becomes one with it in a way, you know. He like he's hooking his tail up to things, like like totally like breathing with the animals and the plants and like you know, totally connecting with them. And when you go out to the jungle, you know, again, it's, they call it the lungs of the world for a reason. It's the most mm-hmm. place for nature. And then you're taking these plants like ayahuasca. And then you're like, you're like, it's like that ponytail you're connecting with the tree, man. You like, you connect with it and it like talks to you and oh, wow. powerful, man. <laughs> no, no, that's powerful. Backwards, you know, <laughs> That it's sounds almost, amazing. <laughs> it's almost like, I don't know if you've ever been a part of an earthquake, but like when you feel that kind of force rumbling under you, it, it's, that's, that's the earth, you know, that's, uh, yeah. you, you're connected to that. So I could only imagine when, when you're doing something like this, you're, you're connecting to this, 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 uh, what this grand, you know, force of energy that we are, you know, walking on, you know? Yeah, man, it's incredible. And I've never, I've never actually experienced an earthquake, but I've actually been thinking about it a lot lately. Like, I was like, I wonder what it's like to feel the whole earth move. Oh. <laughs> I can't imagine, man. Wow. You know, so in, 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 in basically you saying that this last experience you had kind of was reminiscent and kind of took you into that place that was uh, similar to that, or you, you, you drew comparisons to, to Avatar in, re- in regards to how they connect to things and nature. Are there ever yeah. shared ex- are there ever shared experiences like for instance if you and another individual are there you guys may see the same thing or is it always unique always individual um, when it comes oh, that's to a good, that's a good point to bring up I've never had a shared experience but on this last retreat there was a couple there mm-hmm. with with our whole family they had their three kids with them and mm-hmm. um, they were having shared experiences like it was wow. really interesting yeah and wow. and yeah I think wow. you know. My, Victor, the guy who hosts the retreat and his girlfriend, Natasha, like they've had shared experiences out there and mm-hmm. it's really interesting to hear about. I wish I could recall exactly what they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, my friend, my friend and his, you know, his whole family that came out, like they, I think they were on an ayahuasca ceremony together. It was in England though, but, but they, they both had the same vision of that they needed to move to Canada. Hmm. What? Yeah, yeah, it was really interesting to this to this certain location. I don't remember exactly where in Canada they were moving, but Man. so they were actually in the middle of a move on this retreat. Like they were traveling all over the world with their kids, and um, a really cool family. But they were on this retreat and trying to dig into themselves and and you know uh, work out their relationship a little more. But they were headed to Canada. <laughs> you know, <Wow. laughs> they, they acted on this, on this insight they got and. Yeah, they're a powerful family, man. But yeah, it's a good point you bring up. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. There's definitely some shared experiences that happen on. That's, that's actually what got me interested in ayahuasca. I don't know if you've heard about it. The first time I heard about it, obviously, is um, I listened to Joe Rogan a lot, you know, and uh, and and he had um, uh, he had Graham Hancock on, and he shared yeah. the story about where when he had it his wife saw the same entity speaking to him and he saw his wife. So with that, I was like, wait a minute, there's something different about this because um, the way I, the way I try to explain it is like um, certain people have like, uh, let's just say with, uh, with tequila, some people could drink tequila, like it's water. I drink it. I'm on the, I'm on the floor. 
you know? <laughs> so, Man. you know, totally different experience, but he had a, like, parallel experience where they both saw each other in a different realm. And I was like, what is this? And that right there was like, I need to look into this. And and that yeah. to, so to see that there is a shared experience, it almost leads me to believe, like, I want to try it even more with, like, my wife, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see yeah. what kind of... Um, What's going to happen with that relationship? How can it grow? I believe it's something that it'll help it grow stronger. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in, in that right there, that shared experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I haven't experienced one, but, you know, I haven't, I haven't brought a significant other out to the retreat yet either. So maybe, right. maybe that's part of the key, you know, having some sort of other, you know, to somebody that you're going out with. But yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure now on this. I'm pretty sure the answer is no to this, but just wondering on the opposite end, have you ever taken any, you know, or, or escorted individuals out there and they just didn't experience anything and they just like, you know, you just gave me this weird water and I threw up and nothing happened. Um, Dude, that's a good point, man. Like that happens a decent amount, actually. Really? Like, okay. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I mean, not, not like, you know, I don't, I think it's, for me, dude, I've I've had a few experiences, ayahuasca um, ceremonies, where I haven't felt it at all. Hmm. And those are the hardest ones for me because <laughs> it's like you, you travel three days into the jungle and you're you're paying all this money to get out there and all this stuff, and then you don't even feel anything, man. It's like that's the that's the biggest challenge. And right. you know, you could say that's a lesson that you need to get better at letting go. I mean, people have reasons why you're not feeling anything but who really knows man when it comes down to it. i'm pretty skeptical about everything but um but i mean most people most people experience it i i know on this last retreat we did three ceremonies and uh the first one uh my friend she uh she didn't feel it at all but the second one it was so intense she didn't want to do the third one mm. and it was like wow. the same so um you know, I don't understand it, honestly. Maybe it has something to do with the diet. You know, maybe it has something to do with, you know, um, you know, they talk about doing the ayahuasca diet and, and you know, having your body be in the right state to receive it. I don't really know how much science is behind that kind of stuff. But, you know, maybe it's a placebo. You know, who knows? Who knows? You know, it, it makes me I think. believe in that. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say it makes me think about that old saying, when the student is ready, the master will appear. You know, maybe sometimes it's just that, the person isn't in the right place um, to experience it. Because if they did, maybe it's a protection aspect. Maybe if they did, you know, next thing you know, they they chase, they run it from demons in the forest. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah, yeah. sometimes things is just to protect you. Maybe you know, maybe. Yeah, and maybe maybe like when you don't feel it the first time, maybe that's like a, there's like a purge going on there. Like, and then the second time, it's like insanely strong. You know, it's like, and maybe you don't notice the purge. Maybe the purge. Who knows what you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something you don't notice. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of you know guessing here, but that's an idea. Like, like some some people think that uh, a purging can just be yawning. You know, like, um, I don't really know. I mean, we yawn when we're tired, but what does yawning really mean? Yeah, 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 right. Well, I'm thirty, yeah. I'm thirty-seven, and there, and I'm still guessing at life. You know, um, and I think that maybe being a part of you know, all of this technology and it, it may take more than just one trip to go out there to, 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 you know, to, to get that full experience that people, it seems like there's a growing amount of people who are looking for this experience because there's all that great yearning for there's that they want something more, but it might take more than just one trip. 
Yeah, no, that's a good point you bring up because uh, that's one thing I think about a lot because I've had I've had friends come to me because I'm really into like all psychedelics and and I have friends come to me. It's like you you did it once. Why do you need to do it again? And it really makes me think of like everything in life. Is, is there anything that you only do once and not do again? Do you only eat broccoli one time? You know, like maybe that's a bad comparison. And another thing too is like if you're you know we don't want to give up our phones and our ways of life and living with technology. Um, so, you know, like if you, when you're going out to get cleansed from all that, I mean, when you come back and you do the same old things that, you know, made you sick in the first place, you know, you're going to have to keep going back out there and, you know, it's, it's a hard balance to find, but I think, I think retreats like this one and psychedelics in general are just becoming more and more important because, you know, technology is a great thing. You know, we, you know, we're talking right now, you know, we listen to podcasts like Joe Rogan and there's, there's tons of information out there to improve ourselves, but you know, at the same time, you know, there's, it's somehow poisonous, poisoning us. You know, I can't really explain it. Maybe you can elaborate on it a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Well, no, like even for my kids, like I can't give them the tablet so, so much, even if they're watching something that seems harmless, when they go to bed, they, they tend to have a bit more nightmares, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's strange, you know, I'm like, oh, you're just looking at a little baby right there. Uh, like little cartoon, but then they have a hard time going to bed. And just because we're grownups, I don't think we're immune to to that. There's obviously something going on in the brain with this technology, something going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, makes, that makes perfect sense to me, man. Like, and we're so impressionable. I mean, little kids, you know, maybe 10 times more than us, but still, man, we're just so impressionable by every little thing. And, and it's, it's, it's like a butterfly effect, man. It just, you know, it affects everything in life. And and uh, yeah, I think that's where these psychedelics or, you know, ayahuasca retreats, you know, disconnecting from technology and all that stuff, man, it all, I think it's all going to have a huge role in the future. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to be able to be a right now. You know, and I, and I think, I think when it comes down to things like this and so I want to ask you as well, I don't know if you, you follow up uh, with the individuals that go with you or they reach out to you just kind of and thank you or they kind of update you on their experiences. But I think a lot of people are looking for, um, not just change, but total transformation. And of course, a lot of times transformation looks like when it finally happens, it's overnight, but it may have taken many, many, many little changes or many, many little experiences before that transformative uh, event occurs. But have you experienced, uh, maybe not yourself or maybe yourself, but with other yeah. individuals that were able to maybe kick habits or, you know, realign their 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 energies with wealth or health or whatever the case may be have you experienced those or come across those stories um yeah to a degree i i can't i can't say i don't know if central is the right word but i'm not a very central person i don't really keep up with people after the retreat and i i've noticed at least for myself um i seem to get more benefits like as time goes like months and months after the reach like my ayahuasca experiences and like like i have realizations like i like, you know, my last retreat in July, like I've been thinking about um, the last ayahuasca ceremony I did. And, and like er- every once in a while, I have this deep realization in a really like just passion inside of me to like be better and to be a certain way. Because the um, lesson I had from my experience, you know, I can't, I can't really go off of other people. I know, I know, you know, one thing I can tell you that people – take from that um ayahuasca trips is that they need to learn how to let go because like if somebody has a bad trip you know that's 
to me, that's always the lesson that they need to learn how to let go. But <laughs> that, maybe that's not a good, right. good example. Of what no, I mean, it, it definitely, I mean, because that could be the, 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 the catalyst to other things in life. So, you know, that definitely makes sense. And especially, like I said, since you said you've been going since January, I know as you move on and you continue with it, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot more stories to tell as well. Um, but yeah, I just, cause you know, when you, when you talk about the, anything that may be, um, psychoactive or anything else like that, most of the time, pe- the stories people hear more often are like, oh wow. And it changed my life forever, you know, but I, you know, kind of putting together a realistic view in terms of how this process goes, that it is a process, um, is basically, you know, what I think is important for people to know too, uh, just in case they reach out and they want to go forward and then understanding that it may take more than once, you know? Yeah, for sure. It can, it can, you know, I mean, we keep coming back to our old lives too, that caused us to be the, you know, maybe depression or whatever we're trying to work on. Um, you know, so I, I think it'll definitely be a consistent thing, but, um, I'm trying to think about like some of the people that have come out on the retreats and, you know, what they've, what they've gained from it. There was one guy that came out to my first retreat and, uh, he, he just had like a, his dad and like two friends passed away. And, and one of his experiences, like his dad and his two friends came to him and like, he was like, crying. because like we have a group share every day after the, ret- after each ceremony, we talk about our experiences and it kind of helps you like get more insight uh, on them and understand them and, you know, get other people's points of view on it, what, what they might mean. And, and this guy that came out to the retreat, that was, he was really suffering from his, his dad and two friends passing away. And, and by the end of the retreat, he seemed like a kind of a resolved person. Like he seemed like he really sorted out and the whole entire time it was really dark for him. Like he was just, you know, we did five ceremonies that retreat and every one of them was really rough for him. But by the end, he seemed to have purged a lot of doubt out of what he was looking for. So um, I don't really go out for those kinds of reasons. I'm going out for, I mean, I guess it's all growth, but I really go out because I'm looking for inspiration. Yeah. I feel like I found that, um, especially on this last retreat, like a, my last, I, you know, my last ayahuasca ceremony, I keep kind of talking about it, but I connected with nature and I like during the, oh, man. yeah, you know, I, I, if I can explain it right, like I, I gained a new level of love for like nature in the jungle. Hmm. Um, and when I, once I, when I really realized that and I started thinking about it, I realized, you know, that we're all nature and we're, you know, we're all the jungle and, and, and it like, it reflected back into myself. And so I, I loved myself more after that, like, cause I, I gained this new, I just, I don't know, like, it's kind of obvious and maybe it's a little hippy dippy that, you know, we're, we're all one with nature in a way, you know, but like after that retreat, I really gained like a new perspective on it and a new level of love for it. And it's made me like, care more about life i mean you listen to joe rogan so you, you probably listen to jordan peterson a little bit yeah 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 you know he talks about not being i think nihilistic is the word like i think nihilistic is the word where you like where you like think life sucks and if why would you want to make it better you know mm-hmm. but so like comparing that to like doing an ayahuasca ceremony like and experiencing this like since I gained a new level of love for nature and for myself, I care more about the world and I want it to be a better place. I think that's just kind of an automatic thing. Mm-hmm. So I think 
I think that I think the most beneficial thing about doing stuff like this is that you start to care more about the world and then you want it to be more of a better place. And, you know, that's how, like, if you, if you're passionate about making life better, you know, I mean, there's, you know, Jordan Pierce talks about like, what really is there better to do? Mm-hmm. So like that, that's, that's, that's the biggest reason why I'm into these, you know, retreats. Well, well I think that's, man, that's, uh, that's crazy what you say is because I'm on this path of as far as, um, love you know and the creator is love earth is love and everything like that and when i was looking up this uh the ayahuasca trip the thing that came up was the the latin term anima mundi which is the world soul and its connection to everything that's living on the planet so someone that's going out there that feels lonely and anybody that's listening to this um they might come back not feeling as lonely because they have that connection to the earth now connection to nature and they might be able to seek whatever that they're they're missing for in their, in their present term or their present time right now uh, they can find them just going for an, uh, a walk in nature, or a hike or anything like that. Because I remember uh, a few years back, I went climbing on Mount Rainier and to wake up above the clouds and to see the stars, it, there's something to it, man, where you're, you're um, I don't know how it, I, I could only, I, I can't wait to go out there. I know I'm going to be a part of your crew, but to be oh, a man. part of to, Love to have you out. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to be a part of nature. There, there's something to that, man. And, and I, I love yeah. it. I love it. It's, it's powerful, dude. And, and when you talk about people being lonely, I was, I, I've been thinking about that a lot, like the word loneliness lately, because I've been reading this book called The Road to Character. And, and uh, they talk about loneliness, like that emotion, or whatever it is, it's like, it's a lack, it's a lack of something. It's like, it's like you're missing up. It's like a lack of connection or something. And, and, you know, going back to what I was talking about with like that last ceremony where I connected with nature and gained a new level of love for myself, you're like, you're gaining I feel like you're at least to some degree, you're feeling in that connection of loneliness, you know, like, and um, so, yeah, just wanted to. Wow. A little bit, but yeah. Now, now, as far as do they like, cause I was looking up, it says that there's like a two part thing to this, which is like the ayahuasca, but the Wachuma, is there anything that they do with that is, you know what I'm talking about or no? Yeah. 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 So we do, I mean, we do lots of, we do, um, a few different psychedelics on this retreat. We'll do, we'll do a uh, psilocybin mushrooms one day. And um, those are freshly picked from the jungle. So that, you know, the fresh mushrooms and uh, we'll do Wachuma, which is uh, it's a cactus, you know, it's just like peyote. And yeah. um, I'd like to do the Wachuma in more of a ceremonial setting, but we don't, it's not really, we don't really do it in a ceremonial setting. Like we have the, the cactus in like a powder form and, and then you just drink it and it's about a 12 hour experience, but, but, um, and, and it's, it's different than ayahuasca. We do ayahuasca at nighttime and usually in the pitch black dark and usually like, you know, get sick and lose your body. Um, Wachuma, you can get sick, but you, if you don't take too much or you you know, you usually don't get sick on it. Uh-huh. I did usually don't. And uh, it's about a 12 hour experience. So you take it earlier in the day and then you can go out and do things like, on this last retreat, we went, we, we took the Wachuma and we got on the boat and we went, we went to grove with this huge viney tree. And, uh, you know, we experienced that for a little bit. And then later on, we went into the village out in the jungle and everybody wanted to go party a little bit. So they went out to a bar out there and we're having a good time. But, um, have you listened to, have you, do you know, have you heard like other people's experiences on Wachuma? 
Uh, yeah, they said from what I've heard about that, it's like the love vine, and they they feel an, an incredible amount of love. Yeah, so I haven't tried ecstasy or MDMA, but um, from what I've heard, it's like a combination of like MDMA and mushrooms, like somewhere in the middle. But it's 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 a lot lighter. I've listened to uh, Aubrey Marcus, who goes on Joe Rogan. He's talked yeah. about his watching experience. Yeah, Aubrey, he's a amazing guy, man. Yeah, I enjoy his podcast a lot too and listen to him, but he talks about uh, his watchroom experiences and they sound really insane. And um, I think I think where he goes, they brew it differently. And so they I, somehow they make it more powerful or something along those lines. I'm not actually trying to figure it out right now how to you know, experience watchroom the way he does, but but ours isn't exactly like that, but it's still a, an incredible experience. And, and people say watchroom is the masculine and ayahuasca is the feminine. So just to do watchroom at the end of your ayahuasca retreats to balance yourself out. That's the idea. So we do it at the end of the retreat. Mm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So cool. I've done psychedelics before and it lasted eight hours, but I will say like, that was one of the, it was the best time of my life. You know, when I did mushrooms, like I had like almost seven hours of just pure laughter. That's, um, that's beautiful. And, and it, yeah, it was so good. I did it with my brother. It was like at a, I had moved away from Chicago and I didn't want it to have it to be a sad moment. And uh, so yeah. I was like, hey, let's take this instead of crying and we're not going to see each other for a while. Let's just have the best time of our life. And uh, no. at the end of the night, we were just laughing our butts off, you know, and it, um, <laughs> I believe it can play a part in anybody's life as far as helping them get out of a funk. Oh, for real, man. I mean, going to psilocybin mushrooms, like on this last retreat, um we you know we victor the host he goes out in the jungle and he picks fresh psilocybin mushrooms and he picked like two huge bags and he brought he brought them back and he like put them in a blender and he made a fruit smoothie which tasted amazing nice Uh i mean i've I've made smoothies with mushrooms but they were dried out and they were terrible but (laughs) they're fresh it's a lot different and and um, so we took those at like nine o'clock at night and um, it was one of the most powerful experiences of my life. It was about a 12 hour experience. Surprisingly, it lasted out. And I, I had to, if I can explain it right, I had a realization that every single thing I do is extremely important. Like every single movement I make, because you, you know about the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. So the butterfly, yeah. So the butterfly effects where a butterfly's wings can be the trigger for a tornado. And apparently I heard, I think I heard it on Joe Rogan or I don't know what podcast I heard it on, but apparently that's scientifically true. And it, you know, it makes sense um, to a degree. And so I really just had a really deep realization that every single move I make just affects the entire world. And it's really important that I take life more serious and, and be really careful with everything else every single thing I say and every single thing I do. And uh, it was really, you know, I'd say that was probably one of the most deepest and beneficial experiences of my life. And I, I felt like I also became a philosopher like Jordan Peterson. Like for some reason <laughs> I became, I felt like I was a really deep thinker then. Like I was just breaking everything down. I was like, man, it was really interesting. Like I, I feel like ever, ever since that, that experience, I'm always trying to, get back to that. And I know I shouldn't have expectations, which I don't know if it's possible not to have them completely, but 
I mean, it was just such a powerful experience, man. Wow. Definitely. Well, all of it sounds, sounds amazing. So just for people who, you know, are thinking about it, or maybe on the fence or just kind of heard things here and there. Um, I think there's a certain amount of fear sometimes that overtakes people when it comes down to the idea of going, especially going somewhere else um, oh, yeah. to another country. Cause a lot of people don't travel uh, to other States. So let alone yeah. going to the middle of the jungle and, you know, like you said, three day journey and to get there. So yeah, as far as I guess a person would ask, Hey, what, what can go wrong? You know what I'm saying? Or have you seen anything go wrong? Or is it just a matter of, you know, um, the experience that the person has, but as far as the, the trip itself and going and, you know, how you guide people in there, is it pretty seamless? You know, I think that those, those things will be coming up um, from people. I think once you get there, you realize that it's not bad at all, but I know a lot of, a lot of con- the most concerns I get, people are worried about the shamans, hmm. you know, because they've, they've seen, uh, like documentaries on bias and stuff like that. I'm like, of like bad shamans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's why I didn't want my wife. I was like, well, let me go first, you know, cause I've read something and I was you know, <laughs> you know, let me yeah. go first, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I'm sure, you know, that's obviously a real thing. You know, I can only see it from my point of view. So I'm just going to say it from that. But, but like when I went down, I, I, I've never had any problem like that. I, I feel like, I'm just guessing. I don't really know the people. I've never even watched the documentaries on it. I'm guessing the people that have had bad shamans, they go down there and they just find a shaman on the streets. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, when you go down to Akitos, Peru, which you know that's that's the place we meet up for the ayahuasca retreat. And and Akitos, Peru is actually the ayahuasca capital of the world. I don't know who decided really? it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but for some reason it's that probably because you know there's so many tribes that meet up there and stuff, but. Um, where was I going with this but oh yeah we're going with um, bad shamans but I mean the people in Aikido's Peru like they the only white people they see there are there for ayahuasca retreats so and and you know these these people are you know not just white people but just like foreigners and um, these people have more money than they do and they're trying to get their money and they're willing to do what it takes and so like when you just go out to Aikido's and and you just want to find a cheap shaman, it's going to probably be going to be a shaman or knows a shaman or somebody that says they're a shaman. So if you just, if you just go out there straight and you just look for somebody off the streets, I mean, yeah, your chances are going sky high that you're going to get somebody in genuine. But, but if you go on online and you look up some reviews for retreats and, you know, there's a lot of retreats online and I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be solid if you, you know, you just, Mind and find a good retreat and um, go down there and do that. You know, it might cost a little more than if you just go down by yourself and find a shaman, but you're going to be safe. So, and and that's what I saw on your website. Like, you're offering, is it, are you really, because like when I saw it, it said 950. Yeah, 950. And I'm like, you can't even go to Disney World for 950. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're, what are you going to walk away with? Some bubble machine maker? And or here you are, you're walking away with some life transforming things. So, when I saw yeah. 950, I was like, this must be something that he's passionate about or a passion yeah. thing for you now that um, because it doesn't seem like it's all for game. Yeah, no, there's so much passion behind it, man. It's like and, and nine, I, I'm glad you brought that up, man, because 950, I feel like is an amazing deal for everything we're doing. And the people that are that are like helping to put this on, they're just some of the most incredible people I've ever met. I was actually thinking about the other night is like, 
I don't, I think this is probably the coolest thing I've ever done in my life <laughs> so far. Oh, I, don't like, I don't like to, you know, judge my whole life, but you know, it's like, it's, it's powerful, man. It's, you know, it's, you're going out on the Amazon, you're doing crazy psychedelic medicines with shamans. You're camping out in the jungle. You're, you're going out at nighttime and finding crazy animals and Victor picks them up and shows them to you. And, and oh, uh, you, you know, it's like, and he teaches you all about them. He teaches you all about all the different plants out there and all the different medicines. Like each one has, you know, for diabetes or for, you know, poison or, you know, for whatever you can make DMT out of this plant and this plant, you know, it's like, you just, you're learning everything about the jungle from this guy who's just, deeply in love with it man it's his life and it's powerful man it's hard i've, I've been trying to figure out a way to explain it ex- explain how awesome it really is but it's hard it's hard not to get a little cliche after a while so mm-hmm. oh, man. Sounds, sounds like it's the thing to do man i mean you you you're doing something amazing you're doing it and people are I'm sure life changing experience is just just going, you know, let alone the the experiences they have with that, but just doing something like that and being one with nature and just being out there, being able to quiet your yeah. mind and listen, you know, that's 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 what it's about, you know, that that's what it's about, especially if you yeah, yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and go, and going back to uh, um, like people having a hard time traveling out there, like I think the hardest part is flying is just getting there like it's it's kind of it's kind of a pain to you know and getting your plane tickets man that that's hard for me dude you got mm-hmm. online you got to get all these connecting flights like on my last trip out there i had a layover a nine hour layover in florida and then i had 23 hour layover in lima and then i got taquitos it's like it's like a three-day journey and, and if you sleep in the airport it just wears you out, so. Right. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited because uh, I happen to work for an airline, so uh, to get down yeah. there is going to be relatively uh. So when I saw, <laughs> I was like, I can really change my life for the matter of maybe eleven hundred dollars, you know, which is it's 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 nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm That's excited. Awesome. I I believe. Uh, for, I know Sam that you came into uh into my path for some reason, man, and I think that I'm going to be taking this trip down with you. Well, I'd love to have you out, man. The next one's in July from the 4th to the 12th. Um, and there's going to be 12 spots total, man. So I'd love to have you out. It's it's going to be amazing. So I think it's going to be next year because I still have a little one. At, at that time. But one thing that I was shocked when I was watching that YouTube video, there was a family that took kids there, correct? Yeah, yeah. And they were incredible, man. Like the kids were, want, were doing everything. They were coming out in the jungle. They were catching tarantulas they're fishing for piranhas oh so they it's were, wow wow it's i mean it's a great place for kids to you know disconnect from technology too and you know really connect i mean if as a family man it's a great connect way to connect with each other i, I realized that in this last one was when this whole other family came out i was like man they're such a cool family mm. And, and you know they might not be like that all the time. I think that I think they were saying the jungle like their kids just they used to be on their phones all the time, and since they've been out here, they haven't looked at them once. You know, like wow. just being out in the kudos in general. It's like man, that's amazing. It, it must be hard nowadays for kids. Like you know, like I mean, 
I, maybe hard's not the right word, but you know, they're, you know, everybody has an iPad and a phone to look at all day. It's, the tension span's hard to break away. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's hard for the parents. <laughs> you know, sometimes even the parents need a break from everything, so they give them the the tablet. And you know, and I'm guilty of that too. But uh, to take yeah. a kid down there, I think it'd be awesome family experience. And um, man, yeah. I uh, I don't even know what to say to this. I'm just so excited that uh, this is gonna be a possibility. Um, I was I was actually afraid to 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 do it. I was uh, because you hear stories about. Uh, dark creatures and everything like that but it i think it's yeah. um it, it's necessary and one of the things that uh there uh, as far as similar experiences and archetypes that that come up in different people's uh things they they do see like a reptile and i think it's hard for people mm-hmm. to 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 see a reptile or a snake as divine but it seems like it's actually something that helps people uh maybe break a fear i don't know what it is but people do yeah. see the same things from what i'm hearing yeah, for sure. There's, it's a very jungly experience. It's really interesting. And, you know, maybe it's because you're in the jungle, but <laughs> it's like you, you, you become a snake sometimes. Like my friend uh, that came out on this last retreat, she, she turned into a snake. Like she was just a snake. She was just a snake being, and it was like slithering through the jungle. And she just, and when she opened her mouth, she'd be the snake opening its mouth. And was that her recollection of what she was saying, what was going on? It was during. I mean, well, it wasn't during, but it was like right after, like right when the ceremony ended and she, she was still tri- she was still having an experience. Like at the end of the ceremony, she was like, right now I'm just a, she was like holding my hand in my friend's hand. And she was like, right now I'm just a leaf. And I, I, she didn't like it. She wasn't having a good time. She was like, I'm just a leaf and I'm just watching everything. And she, she felt like it was going to go forever. Mm. And, you could say it was something along the lines of an ego death. You know, she was, she, 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 the jungle too, but she didn't enjoy it. You know, and I think, I think when somebody doesn't enjoy their psychedelic experience, or at least they like, it's like really, really bad for them. Um, the analogy I like to use, it's, it's like you're on the top of a roller coaster and um, you decide you don't like it all of a sudden. So you try to get out while you're on the top. That's going to be a horrible experience. <laughs> Uh-huh. if you just like embrace it and you just like bring it on you know i, I hate this but i'm gonna i'm gonna power through i'm gonna do this I'm, I'm gonna embrace it and you put your hands up in the air and it goes down and you get that rush and then you feel great and then yeah. you're just like you laugh because it was amazing like that's i mean you just got to get good at, at letting go and and um there's there's ways to practice letting go you know like i'm kind of just going off here on different things but like to prepare for retreats, they have this thing. I forgot what the word was for it, but there's ways to prepare for psychedelics and retreats like this. And you can do things like meditation or yoga or anything that like um, helps you practice just like being in the now and like being in your mind more and, and like doing things like that prepare you for psychedelics like this. So it's preparation. Well, I don't understand. I've done the I've done the deprivation tank and I've actually had like somewhat of a it's it's a really weird thing um where I felt like I was floating in there. I was like, this is really weird, you know, but I like you kinda like wake yourself out of there. So I know that I would be able to shut my mind off and try to get the full experience of it, you know. Um Yeah. Yeah, I've only done a deprivation take once, but I've I've heard, you know, Joe Rogan and other people talk about it a lot and I it's I bet the deprivation tank is probably one of the 
I'm guessing it's probably one of the best ways to work on your mind and to prepare it for, you know, experiences like this. Cause you know, you, you don't get much more into your, it seems like than than in a deprivation take besides, you know, in psychedelics. Mm. Well, well, uh, Dior, how do you feel, man? Do you, you, uh, you ready? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I think I've been ready, but if I wasn't before, I sure am now, man. And, and it seems like this is the way to go, man. So whenever, whenever we're ready, maybe, maybe we talk in, uh, 2020, you know what I'm saying? I'll be able to do it as well, but, uh, um, awesome. yeah, we'll you, treats, so. And how, how often do you do them, uh, yearly, man? How many would you say you do a year? So honestly, Right now, since the retreat's still pretty small, so we're only going to do one a year until okay. until they start going. You know, until we start recruiting people faster and you know getting more people that come actually come out. So, um, yeah. So, but it's going to be yearly for now, and we'll we'll add on to them as you know as it goes. Well, I'm telling everybody about this and the people that are listening to this, man, uh, hit up Sam Camp at eliminateayahuasca.com. And if you want to give them your Instagram handle so they can look you up, I already have a personal friend out here that's already interested out of Dallas that wants to go uh, check this out, you know. But if you want to give them your Instagram handle, they could probably reach you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my Instagram is Sam Kemp, K-E-M-P, uh, C-J. And that that's it. Sam Kemp, C-J. And... Yeah, if anybody, uh, you know, feels called to come out to the jungle and this retreat sounds like something that would uh, work out great for them and resonates with them, uh, message me anytime on Instagram or on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to talk and see if this retreat is something that works good for you. Definitely, definitely. We're going to make sure we get you a a waiting list going, man. You know, people are going to be like, yo, I I wasn't able to get in this year. I got to. Come on, man. You got to open up more. That's what we want to get you to, man, because you seem like you're a real cool guy and that you care about people. And, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. That sounds beautiful, man. I appreciate uh, you guys' conversation. It's, it's powerful. Yeah, well, well, thank you very much, Sam. I'm going to keep in touch with you, um, and uh, we'll see how things go along the way. Uh, but I'm, I'm really uh, just I'm really appreciative. And for uh, those that are listening, I hope you guys got what you were looking for and um hopefully it can help you out and uh experience some new paths some new light to your life and uh once again i uh, i don't know what you're doing next week or tomorrow but hopefully you tune in next week for another episode of grown faith and uh, thank you again sam have a good day you too thank you all right